0: Hard all the way to Friday, I push, 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 and then Friday, like afternoon, evening, that's that hard worker part of me is like, big done, just exhausted. So he starts chilling back just because he has to. I'm burned, you know, I'm getting burned out. And then all like the loneliness comes in for me. It's like loneliness, and then the grief you talked about, and all those like painful. They start coming in and freaking me out, you know. And so then I turn to drinking or whatever other thing it is to numb it out, you know. And it's just this like little cycle I've been on for so long, so yeah. long. And, you know, what would it be like, I guess, and this is a curiosity I've had is like, what does it look like to like, not go to the work thing, you know, push to that, but not go to the numbing out thing and actually just be present yeah. in all the stuff. Yeah. Like, well, like it's, it's almost like that's the life I want more. You know, I yeah. want to feel more. I want to feel nature, ocean, like you said, like all that, yeah. like, well, I want all that.
1: i Branch, and welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast, where men get real. Men of all ages and backgrounds come to this space to own and discuss how they present themselves to the world. In our work of the Million Mask Movement, the front of the mask represents what are the things that you gladly let the world see. And the back of the mask represents the things that you don't normally or don't usually let people see. I mean, maybe you can ask yourself right now, what mask have I been wearing lately? What are the things that I spend a lot of time talking about and glad to talk about when I'm with friends and family and colleagues? And what are the things that I rather not talk about? What are the things I avoid when that conversation comes up? What are the things I leave the room when they start talking about it? What are those things? That's the mask. Sharing his mask today is Jeremy Muller. Jeremy is a therapist, a writer, a meditation teacher. He lives in Baltimore, Maryland. You know, um, many years ago, uh, a broken heart led him to to seek not only how to support himself, but to soothe the anxiety that he was feeling. How he could be more authentic with himself and others. Jeremy transitioned his career from a Fortune 500 company working in marketing to actually advocating around social and economic justice in Congress. He lived at a yoga. And Dharma House in D.C., he's transformed his life to give back to others. Currently, Jeremy offers therapy and life coaching to people who struggle with anxiety, depression, burnout. He also teaches meditation to labor unions. I think you enjoyed today's episode with Jeremy Muller. Thank you for being a part of Taking Off the Mass podcast. We'll see you soon. Jeremy Moeller, welcome to the Taking Out the Mask podcast. I am so glad to have you here today. So happy to be here, Shanti. Oh, man. Jeremy, would you tell folks what you want them to know about you before we jump into these masks?
0: Yeah, happy to. You know, the question of how I describe myself is something that I I wouldn't say struggle with, but I've just never felt really solid about. And sort of jump from thing to thing and label to label. But right now, I would say um, I'm a combination of a therapist. So recently got my license as a, a mental health counselor, and so I see. Thank you so much. Yeah, long journey. Yeah, and so I, I work with individuals. I work adults. I work with groups. Um, I have a men's men's group that I co lead with a colleague of mine. So really diving into that work. Uh, working on trauma and all that stuff. And then the other thing that I, I really, really am um, see, grateful for something that I've been able to work on for some time is being a writer and being a communicator. So I try to spend half my day seeing clients, the other half writing. Um, and I just launched a newsletter for men on men's mental health, and really kind of leaning into the men's work, men's healing work and lot to learn in that space. Um, I'm sure we can get into some of that today and I'm excited about it. Um, But yeah, first and foremost, a therapist and writer also identity-wise, you know, um, heterosexual, straight, um, cisgender man, uh, white man, uh, grew up in Maryland and currently living in Baltimore. Um, But yeah, that that feels good. Feels complete. Yeah, thank Uh, you. Thank you for
1: the pieces of yourself that you brought here. And I'm excited for us to jump in this conversation because I think a lot of it into the work that you're doing and providing spaces for men is so important. Mm-hmm. I think whenever Ford first started in 2004, like a lot of the students at the school um, were like, why why do you need a, a place for boys, right? They They have everything. And I was thinking you I don't know which ones are you seeing cuz I'm seeing a whole lot of them that are emotionally disconnected from their own being, right? Anything outside of the the norms of being cool, having money, having girls, having car, having athletics, having a six-pack, right? Like outside of that, they have they seem they seem like they're disconnected from themselves, right? And I think Making a space to like, what are the what are the other parts of you that are important, right? Because on the outside, these are the things that you're showing, right? But what are the other things that are important to you, right? And I think that's what we're hoping to do with these conversations is give men and give people in the world a space to see that men can and want to, and have the ability to have these kind of con- rich conversations. In a society that often tells us we shouldn't want it, that there's something wrong if you want to have a deep connection with other men because you're told that that's not what you're supposed to want. And it and we start that, and it starts in elementary school. I, I yeah. see, you know, like, and I think that the conforming by others, and usually primarily in the work that I see, primarily other males conforming you into the space, and then you get into a another level of. Who's making me do this? Oh, wait, no one's making me do this anymore. I'm I'm making myself do this. <laughs> but it's the old recordings that seem like it's still being, like you're all, like you're seven again, right? Like whatever the age was that those those things started to manifest. So thank you for being in this conversation. And hopefully uh, through this conversation, you know, we, you and I will get to know each other a little bit more. And, yeah. and hopefully other people in the world realizes that, Men of difference, men of from different backgrounds, East Coast, West Coast, men from white, black, Asian, other places around the world, like all the places of people, like we can have, like we're we're more curious, I think, than we mm. often have the have the room to be, right? And so, mm. welcome to the conversation.
0: Oh, so much of that resonated. So much. Can I share a little bit? Yeah, about? please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just love that old recordings, that old recordings thing you said. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't work with, with youth. I don't work with teenagers. I work with yeah. adults. And, and most of the guys I'm working with are um, mid-20s at the youngest and then up from there. And, yeah. you know, that, yeah, just the, the work, once we get into it, it's, it's always these old recordings that you said. And it goes back to three, four, five, six, seven years old. Or maybe early teens, you know, and something happened in their lives. Um, Adults treated them in a certain way or other kids treated them in a certain way. Um, And this story got created in them of how they needed to be in the world to never feel that pain again or that loneliness or that fear or whatever it was, you know. That's right and then that just drives it. and this is all the way into their 50s, 60s, 70 year, old, you know, I've got some 70 some year old clients that are still yeah. running by those same recordings. Yeah. Um, and I don't say that to judge them in any way, right? It's it's yeah. not shame sort of keeps it all inside and they're so That's they're right. they're afraid to talk about it and That's right. So yeah, I just want to also say cuz there's so much there we could go into but coming into the show, you know, being on the show here with you and talking with you, I Said before, I listened to a few episodes, and I'm just uh, blown away by how 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 much how rich the space is, and what you're offering, and what you're bringing, and the conversations, and how you show up. But also how simple it is, just like a simple space to be curious. That's I yeah. wanted to underline that other word you said. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's so you know for me, it's even as a therapist who's in group therapy and goes to therapy and is just always having these deeper conversations. I have to constantly remind myself to be curious. It's really mm. scary for me to be curious. Some part of me, some young seven-year-old part, yeah. you know, I think it's particularly for men to be curious and act like you don't know. Yeah. You, know you don't know the answer. You don't know what's going to happen in this conversation. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a little scary, but I just, I love that you're, you're leading by creating these spaces and inviting me into that. Really, Ooh, really appreciate it, Shanti.
1: Man. Thank you. And I think that's what I, I experienced with our young men is that the idea is that oftentimes when they finally get to know you, they're curious, they're they're curious about mm-hmm. how do you operate in the world when in as a man in the world with, especially for those who may not have men in the world who either are there or who are emotionally present, right? They may be, there may be a physical being there, but there's no emotional presence. So therefore, mm-hmm you're still trying to figure it out even though you have a father in the home. Right. But your father is playing off of the ways that they were raised and, and they're getting it from how they were, there are people who raised them and it becomes the perpetual cycle of the silent, you know, give me my, give me my beverage. Let me sit in my chair (laughs) and wait till dinner gets going and dinner's over. I'll go to bed. Right. How to, how that, that, that stereotype causes a lot of, Maybe even patterns of of being, right? And I think yeah. we get we get a chance to say, well, what if what if we, what if we were engaging in conversation? What if we added more words to our daily the daily average of what they say men use every day, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In rich connection, right? Not banter about what happened yesterday. i Imagine today's Monday, right? There was a lot of angry people out in the world about what happened on these teams. Uh, over the weekend, right? Oh. And I imagine there's mm-hmm. probably um, an experience of language that is happening, of more words than they've used in a long time, to express their approval or disapproval of X, Y, Z. And mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, oh, you can talk? or you 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 have words in there? <laughs> I I don't think I've heard a couple sentences come from you, right? And and now that there's something to latch onto. As opposed to like latching on to the humanity that we have, and the and the, and the devastation. I imagine, ooh, this past week in our in our yes. world, in our country, yes. for sure. Here, right, so many things have happened, and and I'll be willing to. I mean, I'm not a betting person, you know. But if I was gonna be, if I was a wagering person, I would say, if if we had a, if it was like some kind of test we could see how many words were used after what happened this week compared to what happened on saturday on sunday or well, sunday all the games were on sunday right yep i'll be wondering how many more words uh, My 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 projection of a of a thought would be a whole lot more words were used yesterday um after these games than over what was happening this week and i think that for some because it's easier to talk about mm-hmm. it's easier to disconnect into the the fanfare of TV and the hype of the NFL yeah. than to let your heart be broken open by the pain of of hurt and harm, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. those are things that I've been grappling with, right? I've been mm. um, just yesterday, yesterday, yesterday watching yeah. Anyway. Okay. Look, look I think it's going to come. It's already coming. I already feel myself. Like, let, let's, let's start the mask. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was about then, to go there
0: with you too. Oh. Man. I, I was
1: watching yesterday too. I was watching yesterday too. Oh <laughs> man. Oh man. Okay. Wait, 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 okay. So I really want to get to the map, but, but that thing, right. I was at, I was at a taqueria. I was watching the first part of the game. My brain was like, I was just having lunch after, after I left church in the morning and I, I sat there, and I was like, oh, okay, why Why is there a new quarterback in there for the Niners? I was like, what the heck? So I go on my phone. I'm like, why is the new quarterback? The technology, we can find out stuff real quick, right? right. Oh, injury in the first quarter. Like, what? <laughs> right? And then I felt myself, like, sitting there getting worked up. Like, I don't even – I've not watched a full game this whole year, right? But mm. watching myself get worked up, and I'm like, what are you getting worked up about? Like, like and I found myself, like – letting energy pull me and I was like, okay, Shanti, you got, you got things you gotta go take care of. Right. But in my mind, it's a, it's a, it's a thing i asked myself, right. Because this week there was a lot of things that worked me up and I was like worked up in a way of trying to like protect myself. So I was worked up in a way that was easy to like, I don't want to watch this thing. I don't want to watch this thing. I don't want to see this thing. I want to hear this thing. I want to read this article. Mm -hmm. Right. And what things I'm willing to let myself get worked up over, and and not and, and not judging anyone, right? For my own self, like, oh wow, I found myself letting myself get worked up over this sports thing because it's much easier to be worked up about some play that somebody missed a tackle than it is the fact that, <laughs> that 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 there was some man tackled in the middle of the street, right? Like, like mm-hmm. you just think about all the things that I and how easy. I could find myself like spending energy on things that are really not important. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I want to, yeah, I just, I love what you're bringing in here. And I was resonating with you around this week, this past week, the sort of managing how much I was letting in, um, at the same time, trying to honor what was happening. Um, and then, I also want to honor, like, the part of us that does want that ease and does, you know, I'm a football fan, so I was watching some of the games. And I actually actually didn't have as much time yesterday because I was spending time with my great-aunt, who's, you know, ending the, uh, nearing the end of her life. So, you know, I was with her, but that was difficult because I wanted to watch some of the games and, you know, and so just... I guess I'm going back to like what you were saying earlier, these old recordings, but these like sort of different parts of us that I'm sure we'll get into with the mass thing, right? Like there's just yeah. different parts of us here. And there are parts of us that want to watch some football and decompress or yeah. get worked up over whatever it is, you know, this inconsequential little thing, yeah. you know, but we can't. Yeah. And I do this, but like block out everything else too, and not get into the difficult stuff at the same time. You know, it's like yeah. doing both.
1: Yeah, I think that even that, right? Like I I think that I remember being a fanatic and I, those were the days. Those were beautiful days, emotional connection yeah, and and no judgment about it. I think I was in my, in my heart yesterday was the, was a question like, what? Oh, what? Like the energy I felt, I felt rising up as I was just trying to have my lunch (laughs) was like more energy than I let rise up. About these other things, it was like for my own personal. It was it was judging me. It wasn't judging people out yeah. there. I, I was I was more yeah. making a general generality about like a, a, a perception that I see in you know in in, or in sports culture, right? But I was more yeah. for my own self. It was a check to myself, like like what am I doing right now? Like what? Mm-hmm. And not that anything's wrong. It was it was a dance, right? It was a dance for my own for my own thought process and well being. Like where where are you, Ashanti, right now? Where are you? Yeah. Feeling this energy come from, and are you okay with it? And 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 that's for me to ask myself. Every, I think everyone has to ask themselves, oh, how much I, how much energy I spend on X takes the energy away from Y, and I'm okay with it. And if you're okay with it, keep going. Yeah. But if you're not, but I think the question is to be blindly moving through life where I am also going, and, and look, as a person who has had my own food issues, which is one of my vices. When mm. I don't want to feel stuff. I'll go to food. Because mm. food is easy and you gotta eat. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's delicious, right? Yeah, so yeah, but so. I but I go to food in such an unhealthy way that then I'm like, what am I have to keep if I'm not careful, I'll just be enjoying amazing amounts of food that is not serving my wellness and well being at the expense in my mind, enjoying this moment, yes, but at the expense of my health, at the expense mm-hmm. of these other things. And so, mm-hmm. if the, if there was no consequence, you could just, I could just eat whatever I wanted and never be a problem. But there is a consequence because I'm a big dude. I carry weight very easily, mm-hmm. and if I'm not careful, I I could be totally unhealthy. And I think that type of and I'm running and I'm and I'm running from something else. I'm 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 running to the food to ignore these things I don't want to discuss or talk about, you know? Yeah. Such a yeah. dance. Like you said, it's a yeah. dance. Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, we are already in it, you know, I guess we, <laughs> I've, I've already, <laughs> I think their mask is already coming off already. So yeah. let's, for the, for the sake of the activity and for those of you out there who have not made a mask, you know, you can make um, Jeremy and I are going to share our masks publicly, but you can do yours anonymously at millionmask.org. Um, and so Jeremy, since you're the guest, you get to decide who goes first, either you go first or you want me to go first. And, um, and then we'll go front, front, back, back, or however other way you choose to share.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm feeling the energy to dive in first here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, should I just share the three, hold it up and kind of share the three?
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Three okay. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah and i purposely drew it i'm not i'm I'm not an artist in that way um but i purposely drew it a little blank <laughs> might be a justification for my uh for my lack of uh skills with my hands but um yeah it's pretty it's pretty empty it's pretty simple because the number one word that came up for me when i was doing it earlier and it's, it's an amazing exercise i really think i'll incorporate it into the work that i do um as a therapist is uh, stoic yeah. being stoic, not showing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I can even feel it. I was feeling it with you and you've got such a great smile, Ashanti. I love it. <laughs> and it's, it's getting me to smile more and then the energy. And so I'm easing into it, but it feels like a frozen, just frozen. Like, you know, like let me just sit here and I even notice it with, with clients, my therapy clients do a lot of online therapy. <laughs> you know, and particularly men, you know, and I just kind of blank face, let them talk, you know, not really show anything. And, Mm. um, yeah. And then if I do react in a way and show some emotion in my face, you know, laugh or smile with them, then I'm judging a part comes up and judges myself inside. Mm. Like, Oh, you, you showed too much. That's that's not what they need. They need that solid, you know, stoic man. Um, so it's been a journey for me to slowly, Unfreeze that frozen face of mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one I shared was nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've got a part of me. And by the way, the type of therapy that I specialize in and really deeply love is called internal family systems or parts work. So it's all about okay. parts. So okay. I use that word a lot. But yeah, there's a part of me that I call nice guy. And. Mm. He shows up. He has shown up in the past and sometimes with my my current my fiance, my partner, but but with in dating situations or situations where I'm with a woman and I'm feeling attracted to her or there's some sexual energy. A nice guy comes up and, you know, tries to accommodate and please and just make sure that they're comfortable and really forgets about what my needs are and what I'm feeling. And then also with particular men that, you know, maybe are more stoic or maybe a little aggressive or, um, you know, kind of performing sort of a strong masculinity in that sort of performative way, I can go into nice guy there as well Mm -hmm. and try to really put off this, like, I'm just gonna stay out of your way and what do you need? And yeah, so that, that's one that that's always there. And I was feeling it earlier today too, when I did this. Yeah. And then the last one, I, I you know, I'm, I'm curious, actually, Ashanti, if you have a, a word for this, I, I couldn't really, this doesn't feel 100% right, knowledgeable, mm, um, yeah. maybe competent or something, but basically the opposite of curious, maybe sure, yeah. sure, maybe that's it. I'm sure of myself. I'm sure yeah. of what I know, you know? Yeah. And oh, yeah. man, that one, that one is, is, yeah, that one really takes over when it takes the, the steering wheel. You know, I don't really notice it and it can take over for a long period of time in a conversation with somebody. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of times with my partner, it shows up and a lot of times in, in, in on podcasts or things like this. And it's like, mm. I really got to know what I'm talking about. So everything I say has to have an authority to it. and And I can't be curious. I can't show that I don't know and, you know, mm. and have this kind of curious conversation. And So zooming all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, that's what I love about what you're doing here with this is that it's a container that invites curiosity, you know, because I I didn't know what the structure was coming in. I knew we would do this mask thing, but I didn't know what we were talking. I don't know what we're about to talk about, you know? (laughs) So I have to kind of stay curious, you know? Uh, so yeah, that's the front of the mask for me. Oh
1: man. Thank you for naming those. And, and I think the beauty of, these conversations, I think maybe you experienced that in the maybe some of the ones you listen to. There's no, it's not an interview, it's a, a conversation that we let the mask kick it off. Sometimes, sometimes, if, if, sometimes in the conversations, if, if the person and I haven't really had a lot of dialogue, we jump right into the mask. Sometimes you and I had 10 minutes of conversation before we even got the mask, because sometimes we just need the reason that I created the tool was because I had a group of young men who were not opening up. That's when the documentary came out that they were filming us. And I said, well, these young men don't open up. I've tried all my, my best stuff. I tried all my best activities. Nothing's working. And they were like, well, we'll just let us film the, the resistance. And I'm like, well, you're going to see resistance. So <laughs> in my mind, I was like, well, I, I can't do much more than that. And then this activity was like, how about they don't talk about it? How about they just write it? Mm-hmm. So when it first started, they actually balled the pieces of paper up. They were threw the pieces of paper at each other, and they opened up a mask that wasn't theirs. Mm-hmm. So it was really because I was trying to, like, disconnect. I felt like they were having such a hard time talking about it. How about they don't talk about it? They just write it. And how about mm-hmm. when they get to read it, they don't read their own? And I I was trying to disconnect the the di- the discomfort from for them, yeah. the vulnerability, at least as much as I could, And then it worked. And I was like, and so in these conversations, which has been more of men owning their own mask, I'm always really careful. But I'm also like, well, in those, let's just discuss those three words. And if that's all the conversation is, we keep it there. Mm -hmm. But for men who are ready to go further, deeper, even the mask is not even necessary. It's just, I think we could have probably talked for an hour without even turning to the paper, right? But yeah. I think it's just really making space and realizing that, oh, wow, like I can, what? Why Why don't I do this more often, right? Yeah. And for, for you being a man who has a men's circle, you know the power of that. But there's so many men who've never even heard of a men's circle mm-hmm. or they've heard of it but never have experienced it. So they're like, is it possible to go to a space you could talk about real stuff and trust the men, keep it confidential? And yes, it is. But if you never had it, if you've never seen it, you would totally believe that it's a, made up myth that only happens in some movies, you know. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that resonates so much with my men's group. Um, you know, occasionally we bring folks on, or bring new guys into the group and yeah, yeah they they haven't either haven't been to individual therapy before, or mm. maybe just started, they haven't been in a men's group before. Yeah. So it's really new to them to be in a space where they're not relying on those old recordings that you were talking about and mm and like, you know, not giving advice, like a simple thing of like, (laughs) Hey, this, this dude's crying over here. It's okay. Just let him cry, be with him. You know? And and I say, this is, I'm speaking to myself here too. There's a part of me that comes up. that's like, all right, I need to fix it. I need to do something to make him feel better. I need to solve his problem, you know, whatever it is. Why don't you say this to your partner, whatever the answer is. And, And just to simply kind of notice that and then let that Okay, I see you. All right, let me just, yeah. this is all inside. Let me just kind of be here with his emotions. Yeah. It's right. so, like you said, it's just, it's so new to so many of us. It's yeah. not something we were socialized and uh, conditioned to learn as young boys, you know, and it was For actually real? conditioned out of us, push that away. You know, you got to be a fixer. Yeah. You got to solve problems.
1: Yeah. To have yeah. a problem means it needs to be solved. Otherwise, yes. don't talk about it, right? Don't exactly. want a solution for it. Don't talk about it, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yep. So I want to talk about art because I I've been inspired lately to tap into a more of a creative self that I I just got squashed when I was in elementary school. I think by some bad grades in art class. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. so just so you know that that's the that's the idea of this. So that's the the mask. For today. Ooh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm liking that. Negative space. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. <laughs> That's so I wrote purpose. I was thinking
1: like purpose driven, uh, dedicated and caring. Mm. And um when you said the word nice, it resonated so much. I was actually gonna I'm gonna add it actually for my own self here. Mm. Um and because I was listening to a, I think a podcast this morning and it was talking about just being a people pleaser. And I am as the oldest of four, um, I was the oldest, and I was always having to take care of everybody else. And my the way I got credit in the house was by taking care of everybody else, making sure everybody else was making sure the meal was taken care of, making sure the dishes were washed at the end of the meal, making sure the kitchen was clean. Like I was the I, I was take I was in charge, you know. And the idea of nice is what was expected. There was no, there was, there's no disrespect allowed in my house, right? So, Hmm. like, first of all, it's just it's required at the at the wellness of your being, (laughs) and 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 outside of that is because it's how you were able to earn any kind of brownie points around Hmm. your being, right? It was it was what you did, is that is it the in the doing is how you got credit for being something important. Hmm. I, I truly believe my mom loved me. I believe that. But it was by what I had done. Like, oh, I helped my sister and my brother get everybody ready for bed. And I made sure the chores were done. And I made sure they got their homework done. And I made sure their lunch was ready for the next day. Like, it was in the the doing. It was, it was never, I never felt that it was honored in just who I was as a being. And I think I've had, to, well, I am guess I was moving to the back. But anyway, when you, when you said nice, it's like, oh yeah, that's what I really try and show. That's what I, that's what I really try and show. Even when I want to rage out, I'm like, okay, yeah. don't be that guy. Okay. Let's yeah. try you know? And so that's the front. That's yeah. the front. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, was, can you, can you say the other two real quick? It was yeah. Um, per, uh, purpose,
1: purpose, purpose driven, de- dedicated and caring, um, yeah, and I would say purpose driven, you know, like that's my work. Like this is the million mask movement I think is the work that of my life. I think I'm I'm dedicated and passionate about this project. Um caring, I think it's connected to the nice part. Like um but yeah, purpose driven I think is where I the purpose driven in my adult life. When I was younger, it was like be this nice kid, nice young guy. I think purpose driven is in my adult life of like in the doing. Like here's where I get, here's where I get credit, honor, points. I get a, oh, I, I get seen is in what I'm doing. I'm purpose driven around this mission, and it, it's hard to find a place where it doesn't feel like it's important. Like so, sometimes taking a rest from it feels like I'm being, like like lazy, right? I think that's yeah. so. But but it's the it's the I'm I'm. Like it's not that it doesn't mean anything to me. It's almost almost a weird thing. It's like when you love your work, it you feel like you're never working, which means I work all the time. <laughs> and therefore <laughs> yeah. it almost it's a is almost like a self fulfilling prophecy that, oh, I love my work. So I feel like I'm never working. So therefore I'm always doing it. And therefore I'm never resting. And so therefore right? Like I want I want to have on the front, like I show people that I work hard and I rest hard. Uh Yes. But rest for me seems like you're being lazy. So oh. I, I, in the past it has, I'm really working on the definition of it. So it doesn't believe, I don't believe that anymore, but I'm, it's still like a habit of saying it. Cause it's what I have always believed. Yeah.
0: Oh, so resonates. So resonates. I love you going, you go in there. Um, something about that dedicated word that, that you put on there really, yeah. yeah, really got in for me and, Yeah, I would say the loudest voice in my head as I started to like meditate and do therapy and just kind of do that some of that inner work and just kind of look at things, get quiet and look at what's going on. Yeah. You know, was what this part of me I call striver. Mm. It's like striving to produce things. Yeah. And I, I never thought about it in a way that it also values, and I also value this dedication to a mission or something that's really important to me. Yeah. And you know, I value that so much. I mean, like you said, I love the work that I do. And I recently even shifted more into doing more therapy and just getting even closer to full alignment with through my day of, you know, really filling my day with work that I love and find purposeful, as you said. Um, but burnout, and burnout for me. Ooh, like, yeah, it's it's been a been a really difficult journey for me it's a really slow journey to be able to yeah work with that part of me that striver part that dedicated part and like let it know that it's safe enough to like relax back and i mm-hmm. can just let almost going back to what you said right just be like it's okay if i'm just being it's not okay that i'm I have to be doing cuz i have that same shame that story you're talking about with laziness like yeah. you know I'll, I'll, the disclaimer everyone gives. I love my parents to death. They're amazing. They were great. They are great parents. Yeah. But one of the things that they soaked up in our culture, um, and I've soaked up too, and we're all soaking up. It's the water we're swimming in is yeah. if you're not working hard. If you're not pushing hard. Then you're lazy. You're just laying on the couch. What are you doing? Get yeah. to work, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. So yeah. that's been chasing me for a long time. And Yeah, that part still doesn't really trust that I can, like, lay back on a Sunday and just soak up, you know, the nourishment that I need, like, spiritually, Mm, you know, emotionally, like, communally, with others, with nature. Like, here and there, I can do it, but it's still really hard because that voice comes in. is like, you need to be getting on something. There's something you need to be working on, you know, to to fulfill your mission. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Without a doubt.
1: And that weekend, that weekend warrior madness too. Like, <laughs> oh right, like, oh you got to Like, oh, go on an adventure so I can disconnect. We were talking about like taking young people in the in the mountains or going on a hike. Like, yes, I should just be totally like do that. And I think <laughs> uh, this um, this this piece of like the next. Oh, but you know what? Actually, I can make some good progress on this thing that I need to do cause I don't have to go into the office so I can work on it right here and not have to like, mm-hmm. I, like it's always a, it's always an intellectual, uh, <laughs> it's always an intellectual experience where you're just like, Oh, oh but you know what? I could, um, I got all day Saturday. I could spend on this thing and make this thing. Right. And, and, and and I think that that part is so important. Right. I think, but maybe let's jump to the backs. I think I'm going to, yeah. I think I have a feeling of where, it's where for me where it, it's going to take that next step, which is which is the back coming out, which is the stuff I'm not talking about. Right. Like just. Mm. um. So you want to go first on the back? Or you want me to go if first?
0: It's, if it's my choice, I'd love for you to go first. Oh, yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. I, and yeah. I think
1: the, the the next word actually just came up right there when I was telling you. Um, I'm going to write it now because I was trying to figure out the next word. Um, and so, whew, yeah. So here are the three on the back. Mm. Grief, uh, pain, mm. and that word that is written is really scribbly. Says not enough, oh. and and I start there because that's the one that just came. As I was saying, the other thing I was just saying, like I have had to continue working on myself around this this feeling of not enough. But I think that if I'm if I'm if I'm purpose driven and I'm dedicated. Enough that it will help to overcome the feeling not enough because I can just work harder. Mm-hmm. I'll just outwork plenty of plenty of posts on social media, the 30 40 second clip, no one can outwork me. No one can outwork me. Yeah, yeah. Right? I will I will die on this treadmill, right? Like mm-hmm. you may be stronger, but you will not outwork me. And I think sometimes I jump into that category as being like, okay, fine. I may not always feel like I'm enough in this journey, but no one's going to be able to work harder than me. No one's going to be able to say that they worked harder than me. They yeah. may be smarter. They may have more. They may be better, at, but they're not going to be able to work harder than me. And that is that has warned me when you start burnout. Like I'm talking about like burnout where it's it, – it, when, when the first couple of burnouts happened in my life, I don't even know what was happening. I'm like, what's going on? And now I can almost, I can, I can hear it. <laughs> now if we have a closer relationship. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is what's happening. Okay, Shanti, when was the last time you went to go see the ocean? When was the last time you went for a walk in the woods? You know, things, nature, I love nature, right? When was the last time you went for a massage? When was the last time you took care of yourself? When was the last time you called some friends you haven't talked to? Like, because I'll get into work, work, work. And they, they all know I'm working. And like, no one's mad at me for working but i'm missing out on relationships i'm missing out on connections i'm missing out on that and i think this week the, i was so busy this past week that all these things that were bringing up grief for me i was easily able to disconnect them because i'm i'm too busy with work i want to i want to make a reflection video about this situation with this teacher slamming a kid here in the bay area on mm. Like, my heart was broken around that. But, I, okay, I got, I got a lot of work to do. I don't have time to make this video. Oh, I'm pain and dealing with some deep pain about that video that I cannot watch of what happened in Memphis. Oh, but I'm busy. I don't have time to 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 deal with that. And so all the things that I keep filling up the time with, sometimes as a, as a way to not show how heartbroken I am. Yeah. So, yeah that's what's uh that's what's really present right now
0: oh man yeah you're making me see that that was last week for me too (laughs) yeah my partner was like wanting to engage with me about she works in politics progressive politics so she wanted to engage with me about memphis Mm. you know and, and and share what she was feeling and kind of have that space which is a big part of our relationship yeah to be able to talk about those things and process those things together and um you know, an activism and being part of, of change. And I just kept telling her like, Hey, like I'm trying to kind of block some things out. I've got clients, a lot of clients this week and a lot of things going on inside, of, you know, about my work and it was exactly what I was doing. It was, yeah, just, just that armor of, for me, it's work focus there. You know, I can block everything out. And I realized something, you know, a few years ago that like, I almost have like the same schedule every week. It's like a little treadmill I'm on or something. I don't know. I don't even know what the metaphor is, but like I work hard all the way to Friday. I push, 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 and then Friday, like afternoon, evening, that's that hard worker part of me is like, like done, just exhausted. So he starts chilling back just because he has to, I'm burned, I'm getting burned out. And then all like the loneliness comes in for me, it's like loneliness and then the grief you talked about and all those like painful, they start coming in and freaking me out, you know? And so then I turn to drinking or whatever other thing it is to numb it out, you know? And it's just this like little cycle I've been on for so long, so long. And you know, what would it be like, I guess, and this is a curiosity I've had is like, what does it look like to like, not go to the work thing you know push to that but not go to the numbing out thing and actually just be present yeah. in all the stuff yeah like well like it's, it's almost like that's the life i want more you know yeah. i want to feel more i want to feel nature ocean like you said like all that yeah. like well, i want all that and occasionally i can get it i can open and, and be there with it but a lot of the times i'm just that grind 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 push 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 thing you know yeah
1: I, th- I think it's really beautiful the way you said. How can I go to the, not be in all the way in the grief or, or not in the, the way I heard it, um, in in the work work, but in the present. Like, how do I get in that present? And I was thinking when you described like that, your partner was asking to have these conversations, and you were like, "Well, I got to get, I got, I got things I got to take care of with the work." Yeah. I think it's almost connected to the idea that the certainty. Like I'm clear that I'm good at my work. Like to like get to a place of grieving of these things as a feelings, mm-hmm. it's messy. Yeah. It's snot nosed, eyes red, blubbering words. like it is messy and it's sometimes mm-hmm. hard to know how it's gonna come out. And so therefore, if I'm like if 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 me, if I am afraid of what may come out, I may resist it because I know I can be good at this work. I know I got a nice backdrop I've created. I know I I know where I'm where my or my my good stuff is and talking about feelings sometimes becomes the hard part. And I and I and I'm working on that still too, right? Like it's my journey too. Like okay, what am I what what am I like I know this weekend there was this pie place that I drove by twice. I I made a commitment on January before January that I was leaving that junk alone because I. But you know what this week you know what this weekend was about to do. Mm, <laughs> I had the, I had the twenty dollar bill ready. Yeah, I got a yeah, crispy yeah. one from the ATM. I knew exactly <laughs> what time the place opens because I know exactly what shelf it's on, and I was <laughs> oh I was so close. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was so close. I went extra miles to go get gas over there because I was like, I'm gonna stop there after. And every time I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to feel. So you know, where I go, I go to the stuff that I'm good at. I got the money for it. I got the time
0: for it. I'll make time for it. Man, man, oh man. Uh, I'm thinking about last last week, not this weekend, but the weekend before. I actually did a men's retreat. It was a psychedelic, like a mushroom mm. therapy men's retreat, which I'd never done before. So yeah. a lot came up. A lot. It was a huge weekend for me. And I'm driving home. It was up in um, near Woodstock, New York. So it's like a five hour drive, and I'm just okay. cruising home um on sunday and my my cowboys my football team was playing i didn't know we were gonna lose real bad to the 49ers but um i was excited for that but nervous you know yeah and i went and i stopped at wendy's and got a burger and i never get like fast food these days but like i was feeling so much so much stuff and i was like i just want to turn it off you know i just want to turn off and get my wendy's and i enjoyed it like I, i guess i'm curious where you're at ashanti is like um like, for me, like, I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit more compassionate with myself when, because mm. for me, food is a big thing, too. Yeah. Like really Um, And I go to the food and I go to the thing that I said I wasn't going to have, yeah. you know, whatever. And it doesn't actually feel that good or doesn't taste that good when I have it yeah. sort of thing. It was just kind of, like, out of control, it felt like but I'm trying to have that compassion afterwards yeah. to kind of smooth over things and not like suppress it and then like do it again the next week. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's been easing things up for me a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I,
1: I am also like, thank you for asking that question. I think I'm um, because I know that my relationship with sweets is, there is no healthy relationship. We have a very un healthy relationship. <laughs> so so I know that what I want to go to is deep down it's not just a it's not just like I'm going to eat a lot of sweets. It's it's a, it's like an addiction, right? So I have to like be mindful. Like there's this, this saying um that uh one is too many and a thousand is not enough. Right? Cuz once I turn it on, I know what I'm going to turn on. Like I've 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 gotten rid of the cravings for the most part but what i was running to was to not deal with the grief that i didn't want to deal with and so i was going to run to it and that thing was going to be me just saying oh, okay i know where i'm going i know where I'm, i know where i'm i'm tempting to go and i know that once i get one that one is not enough like i, just, I already know I, I mean i i know me enough to know and what people who don't know it would be like oh just get a slice Oh, just get yeah. a piece yeah because it's easy for somebody who doesn't understand an addiction to just say, just try it once. But the problem with somebody who knows is like, and who's already been through that cycle—the up and down and roller coaster of it—to know that one is way too many. Because if I eat a thousand, it won't satisfy. It's just, mm-hmm. and that—that's where my—that's that's where I went. So my resistance was not that I didn't want it, and I knew that it wouldn't be delicious because I knew it would. <laughs> but, but what if I decided that I'm going to replace it with? Oh, I can. I got to go home and make something. That's healthier option for me. Like I can still have something sweet, but I have to make it. I can't go out and buy it because out there they don't sell it, you know. So it's just me, it's me knowing enough of myself, right? If I wasn't but I think it's because I've been through the cycle so many up in time and running and learning that I run to it for comfort. I don't run to it to hurt myself. I don't run to it for yeah. I run to it, I run to it for peace. I run to it for escape, which in the moment. Feels good if you're if you're something's yeah. dangerous coming towards you, exactly. you run. Yeah. You should I mean ideally, and so if I'm running from pain, I this is what is doesn't it doesn't bring me pain over here until later. The immediate yeah. moment of it is not pain, right? So yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. No, thank you. Totally thank you, sense. man. You don't share the back of my mask if you, you would like to. Yeah, yeah. If
0: you okay. would like to, yeah, I would love to. Have yeah, that, just please. to get it out there. Yeah, absolutely, so. man. Uh, curious or yeah curious joy and depressed mm, thank you those are the things underneath yeah that i, I do not want to put out or you know, i'm so afraid to show to the world you know we talked about curiosity i'm working on that one that one's hard <laughs> joy you know being the stoic and not not showing that i'm enjoying something is uh yeah that one's a big one for me and then depression's a new one for me. You know, I, I kind of, for a long time kind of had this story about myself that I'm mostly anxious. Like anxiety has been something I've owned about myself for a long time. And then even sort of like identified with like, I'm anxious. I have anxiety, that striver, like got to get work done, got to get stuff done. Like that's my anxiety. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not depressed. Like I'm, you know, like life, life, life's meaningful. You know, there's a good, I love my work. There's all this stuff. And you know, and, and, and sort of working with clients who are more on the depressive side and kind of show that sort of like side of them where they're like, you know, I just didn't want to get up in the morning. Mm. There's nothing really to worth living for that those sort of thoughts. Yeah, It's showing me that that's underneath the anxiety for me, too. You know, at times there's times where I'm just not I'm bored. I'm not yeah. really feeling motivated and. You know i've always had this anxious voice that came in and said no you know drill sergeant let's get to work but as soon yeah. as that one backs off there's there's some depression under there and you know i would go as far as to say that we all have depressed parts of us we yeah. all have anxious parts you know different yeah. degrees and, and all that but yeah so i really don't like to show that that depression or those depressed parts of me it's scary mm.
1: And thank you, man. Hmm. Thank yeah. you for being willing to name it. Thank you for letting yourself smile in this conversation. <laughs> thank you for letting yourself feel like, yeah, I hope that not only this conversation, but as more m- men hear these conversations, that as men, partners, friends, family out in the world realize, Oh, maybe I just need to be asking my son more questions. Maybe I need to be more curious. I, maybe I, I, I that's what I'm hoping and I'm hoping these conversations yeah. do that for people in the world. And, um, and so for the men that you get to serve in your circle, thank you for doing that. I think so many men need it. Um, and you, so you mentioned what I would like you to do. If you could tell folks how they can find your newsletter and the work that you're doing the work that you want them to connect with, please yeah. share that. We'll put it in and put all of it in the show notes, but if you can just say it out loud and then, um, I want to make sure that people can, those who want to reach out to you can and, I hope this won't be our last conversation I I think it's just maybe the beginning of many more and many more opportunities for more men to know that this is possible, you know?
0: Yeah. Ashanti, I just want to say, I'm so grateful to you. I've had a blast and like smiled so much. And like, I feel like this could keep going. Um, usually when I'm on something like this, like I haven't done a ton of podcasts, but when I've done some, an interview like this or a talk, um, I'm looking at the clock, uh, you know, like, what is this over? We got to get this over. I'm nervous, you know, but man, you just, you're so good at this and, um, just really have created a, an amazing space that, yeah, I could just hang out on this for hours right now, honestly. Uh, but I know you got some, some important things to do and yeah. So, um, in terms of reaching out to me or finding me, um, my website, uh, my name, jeremymoller.blog. So I've got writing on there. I've got my therapy stuff. You know, got some of my men's resources on there if you want to start doing some of this work on your own, um, on, on yourself. And then um, my new newsletter is called No Man is an Island because mm-hmm. I deeply believe that we can't do this work by ourselves. Um, and so you can find that it's one of the Substack newsletters, so no man is an island. Awesome. Or if you Google my name and, and No Man is an Island, you'll find it that way. And it's free. So once a week, you'll get uh, some of my writing on this. And I'm really trying to stay curious in that and not have all the answers. So if you do sign up and and you notice that I'm trying to like be a preacher and stand up, you know, preach and be up on my soapbox, like I know all the answers. I would love an email or a comment. Just, hey, like check me a little bit, hold me accountable, you know, really trying to lead with curiosity on that.
1: Well, thank you. You inspire me, man. Thank you for the work you're doing. And I look forward to folks. Listen, Jeremy and I shut our masks publicly. Like, you don't have to do that. You can actually go to millionmask.org, make a mask anonymously. And uh, we'll put all of the notes of how to find him in the show notes. And thank you for being a part. Jeremy, thanks for being a part of the Taking Off the Mask
0: podcast. Appreciate you. Thank you, Ashanti. It's been a blast.
1: Taking Off The Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie, graphics are by Kelly Wong, and a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Choque Alan Alvarez. We'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we cross the 100th episode milestone and begin the work to the next 100. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off The Mask family. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, Write a five-star review and share as we look forward to continuing to have conversations that matter. Stay tuned for the relaunch of the Million Mask Movement on 11-11-22. That's November 11th of 2022. There's a math problem in there. You can find out more by visiting everforwardclub.org and following us on social media. Take care. We'll see you soon.